0: Hey, Adam, guess what time it is?
1: It's time to Crack the Customer Code.
0: Welcome to episode 43 of Crack the Customer Code. Life hacking has become a thing, but what about hacking human behavior? Is that used for good or evil? That's the question (laughs) today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We need that Dr. Evil sound.
0: (laughs) I'm Jeannie Walters, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Adam Toporek. How are you, Adam?
1: Let's just be clear, I'm fine, and uh, you are the Dr. Evil in this (laughs) little pairing, not me.
0: It would be nice if I I could hack your behavior.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think you try.
0: I think I try, too, but with very poor (laughs) results.
1: (laughs) You need better incentives.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we dive in, why don't we have a word from our sponsor,
1: We all know that customer experience is hot, but are you taking advantage of its huge potential to make your services business more prominent and profitable? Join Service Strategies for an informative customer experience workshop in San Diego on October 27th. You'll learn how to create customer success while generating profitable revenue for your services business. The workshop is part of the Service Industry Summit event, which brings together leaders from companies like Cisco, Dell and others to discuss the challenges of a changing service landscape visit servicestrategies dot com that is servicestrategies.com dot com to learn more
0: and if you're trying to reach business leaders or CX professionals our podcast reaches the specialized group twice a week go to crackthecustomercode.com dot com slash sponsor for full details so Adam, <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that it's okay for companies or organizations to try to hack customer behavior for their own benefit?
1: That's an interesting question. I think the own benefit, I would say yes, but it really comes down to what they're hacking and to what end. Right. Right. Right? Okay. Because we do this all the time. I mean, this has been around for years. Now it's called hacking before it was called, you know, the science of influence. And you you look at Robert Cialdini's famous book, Influence, some of the work Kevin Hogan's done on this stuff. You know, we've been doing this forever. We know now that, you know, if we have too many options, you won't Mm -hmm. buy any. Right, (laughs) And if you do buy some, you'll be less happy with the thing. So we give you three options, and we price the second one to be the most attractive. I mean, there's so much of this we've been doing for so many years. But the real question is, are they using it for good or evil, and how and who determines that? Because... You know, look at some of the stuff that happened during the financial crisis. Mm. You know, there's so many things we do as humans that, you know, are against our own self-interest, but we do it because our behavior is easily influenced.
0: Right, right. Well, and I think that if you look at customer experience overall and designing customer experience, a lot of times this has been a challenge basically for those who design store layouts. If they want people to line up at the cash register, they have to give them certain cues and help them figure that out to line up at the cash register. It sounds so simple, but if you don't have certain techniques in place, then people are going to, you know, crowd around things. Like, we've talked about this before, the baggage carousel at the airport. Like, we do not behave like rational human beings when we are all... (laughs) you know, jammed up against it, and you can't even reach for your bag. And if you're short like me, it's really, it's terrible. I might as well just, like, wait <laughs> until right. the mass of humanity. Don't play
1: innocent. I've been to the airport with you. <laughs> I've seen you throw a few elbows.
0: Come on now. Never, never. Yeah. But, you know, in some airports, they actually put tape around on the floor, like in a bigger circle, to indicate where people should stand. Now, that makes sense for everybody <laughs> because, You've got to make sure that individuals make better choices for the group experience as well. But some of these things like pricing and, uh, you know, we've talked about how some of the design around technology even, it's not necessarily for the customer's benefit. If they're putting in pop-up messages about selling you software into their software program, that can be really disruptive to the customer Could be really good for the business. So they're trying to get you, you've got to X out of something, you've got to take an action before you actually can use their product. Um,
1: So that's where it gets interesting. I mean, I think there's always a trade off with these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And in the case of the pop up, you know, in that case, maybe it's free software, and maybe that's the price you pay for using that free software, but maybe it's not also. Right. That's where it gets questioned. You know, I mentioned the financial crisis. So you look at human behavior. Well, if you give somebody, an equity line that they really can't afford, you know, and your commission, you don't have to worry about the debt because that's covered by somebody else. You just get the commission, mm-hmm. you know, that's using human behavior because everyone's going to say yes. Right. You're not going to go, oh, you know, Mr. Banker, I'm not qualified. Right. I, I, won't, t- I won't take the free money you're giving me. Right. <laughs> well, it's not free money, but it seems like free money. Right. <laughs> and so that's where it's been, you know, something like that is where it can be used against people into a way that's really to their detriment. So it's it's a it's a real balancing act, you know. If you use some of these things, we we talk about this in customer service. You know, when you're framing, just the idea of framing a question uses these same principles. You know, I can say, "Well, the earliest I can get that to you is Friday," or I can say, "Oh, well, good news, I can have it to you by Friday." Yep, it's yep. literally the same thing. Yeah. Okay, I am giving you the same information, but how I present it is based on how you're going to respond to those words, and that is literally hacking, I mean, I'm sort of hacking, to use the, the new term, your response, right? Right. But and, but but I'm not hurting you that in that way. Right. I can't, get, I can't get it to you earlier than Friday either way. I'm just helping you, uh, you know, be more happy about it.
0: Right, right. <laughs> and I think that's a really good distinction because when we talk about how humans basically behave and how they interpret information, a lot of times what we're trying to figure out when we're designing these experiences is – really driven by the organizational goals. We want to sell products, we want to provide service, whatever it is. And if you start with that lens only, then it's really easy to kind of slip into this area where you're like, yeah, throw in a bunch of (laughs) pop-ups, because then we'll sell more. (laughs) When in reality, we know how humans kind of react to that. And I think one of the interesting kind of hacking models that's going on right now is with wearables and fitness and this huge boom of what's happening there and when you think about how people behave they go through certain things every time and it's they perceive something they feel something they evaluate and then they act and what the way that these wearables that give us feedback into our own behavior help us is that it forces us to then take another step And it forces us to look at that feedback and evaluate again before we kind of go through the whole process again. So some of this is really valuable, but that's because I get to choose that as a consumer. If we're being told that we have to behave a certain way or do a certain thing based on the organizational needs, then we react negatively to that. So you have to, to your point, frame it in the right way as well.
1: Right, and what's interesting is that is helping people hack themselves. Yeah. (laughs) Right? I mean, and people are getting into that. People are starting to learn. And I I know you're on my mailing list. You know, I do these Monday Motivations, and I I swear, like, every seventh or eighth one is about how to hack your own mind in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Because we're learning so much about how the human mind works now, Mm -hmm. and we're basically learning, of course, that, you know, we've talked about this before, we're essentially irrational, and we need to know how to manage our own irrationality. We need to know how to set up environments, set up technology to help us mm-hmm. not, you know, have our lizard brain react to <laughs> right, react to everything around us. Well and and some so, oh, go ahead.
0: I was just gonna say some product design is really focused on this right now. And so you see things like those software programs for writing that you pay so that it can block everything. <laughs> it basically <Right. laughs> so you can't get distracted by Facebook or whatever. And there are even things like there's a desk lamp that's that this really cool designer made where you have to put your cell phone your smartphone into the base of it in order for the desk lamp to work and the idea is that if it's in there you're not going to be distracted by it and the light will work and you're motivated then to use it in a certain way and that's one, brilliant i like that i know i like that too i like that too and I, one of my favorite examples is the Intervator in Germany. <laughs> oh, you is,
1: told me about that <laughs> thing.
0: Come on. Um, yeah, they basically created an elevator where they, they study people and realize that most people will take the stairs if it's only one flight up. But if it's more than one flight up, we're likely to use the elevator. So they created an elevator where you can choose, if you're going to the fifth floor, you can press the fourth floor button And it shows where to walk up the steps. So it's kind of, they're they're trying to help people make those better decisions. And they're trying to help people realize that, you know, this is better for us. We know that in our rational side, but our lizard brain (laughs) wants to take the elevator. So how can we outsmart our lizard brain?
1: (laughs) Well, we have to because we are biologically, evolutionarily adapted to look for the easiest way to do everything, to conserve our energy (laughs) <laughs> and to right. basically sit on the couch, so, which is why you know, it's really easy when you have unlimited calories and unlimited uh, Netflix.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it's a bad combination, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and, and, I, know, and, that, and that's why
1: social media and the Internet is so problematic for so many people because it is literally addictive. hmm Okay. And there's a book called uh, – I can't say the guy's last name. Nur Iyal. Uh, it's called Hooked. Mm. And and the first example in his book is uh, it's like Instagram or Pinterest or one of those things. It just basically shows how you are. It is just feeding your brain with constant reinforcement that you continue to crave, and you just keep coming back for more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they they need a lamp for that. I mean, I like the lamp idea. What I think I'd like is a, a little thing where you put your cell phone, and it's like one of those old timey like sledgehammer things from the fair. <laughs> That's what I need for
0: my phone. Nice, nice. <laughs> Uh, Tom Brady maybe has that, but that might. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. Chicago. Well, I think the question to ask when you're designing these experiences really like, what are you trying to achieve for your organization? And what are you trying to achieve for the customer? And what's really best for everybody. And it sounds so simplistic when you put it into that question. But as you know, once you start asking those questions, all sorts of, you know, differing um, goals come about, and then you've got to design around that as well. And I think that technology overall is making this more complicated. It's, we love convenience as people, and that's a driver of happiness and satisfaction. So how can we offer convenience, but at the same time, help people make good choices overall for the overall experience of everyone, just like lining up at the cash register. If we didn't have lines, chaos would ensue. <laughs> and we know that. But if we're the only one there, we're going to walk right up. We, we want to serve ourselves. So how do you weigh all of these options? And I think that there are certain industries that really have to think through this. I mean, think about home design and how they're creating things that are a little different for how we live today and education how do we help kids actually stay focused on what they're supposed to be doing instead of all the myriad distractions that are out there buy them a lamp buy them a lamp it's that simple
1: i just solved it thank
0: you <laughs> <laughs> i think you did yeah i mean it's a
1: it's an interesting question because the sort of you know well this yeah this is like a political question but on on the customer service level the greater good of the group versus the individual because at some point you start denigrating each individual's experience and that's not good either particularly when your goal is to provide a great individualized customized as much as possible experience for Mm -hmm. each individual right so you know and it it all depends i mean it's there are certain industries where you accept things, even though they are unpleasant, because they are related to safety or regulation. And I think uh, we can all relate to the many things we don't like to do that involve flying.
0: Right. right. But that
1: we all comply with. Yeah. Like, let me sit on the plane. I don't want to sit out here. Well, no, right. <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons why we can't do that. You're all going to get on the plane in this order at this time, so we can be sure that we know everyone who's on a plane.
0: Right. Right.
1: You know, and, and you make that trade off. So, it's interesting. So when you're starting to do what's good for the group or what's not good for the group and using this sort of technology and hacking approach, you've got to really think through what's, when the experience starts to denigrate. You know, what is really the on-balance greatest experience for everybody, which is not necessarily what's greatest for the group in the moment.
0: Right. And as always, this sounds so simple with hacking. Like, oh, yeah, we can just hack products and make customers behave differently. But it's pretty darn complex. So I'm curious what people will be doing in the future and what our listeners will do, how they're going to be hacking products and services, and we certainly want to hear from them. So please let us know. How are you hacking things? Give us a shout out at thecustomercode at gmail.com or four seven zero two two three code.
1: And if you ever see an SOS message in the show notes, that means I have been hacked by Genie. <laughs> Please call all the proper authorities. And if you've done that, then you're on crackthecustomercode.com, which is where we have our shows and show notes. And also, we would be remiss if we did not mention our sponsor, Service Strategies. Thank you for supporting this podcast. And make sure to check out Service Strategies' informative customer experience workshop in San Diego on October 27th. Go to servicestrategies.com for more details.
0: And please subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher so you'll never miss an episode. We'd love your comments in a review, and we also love seeing you share our podcast with your friends, neighbors, mail carriers, social networks, you name it. Share the love.
1: (laughs) And if you can't just share it, honestly, hack them. It's okay. (laughs) We have taught you how you have the technology. Okay, well, I'm Adam Depork and you can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training and my book, Be Your Customer's Hero, at CustomersThatStick.com.
0: And I'm Jeannie Walters. Read my blog, sign up for customer experience webinars, and connect with me at 360 connectcom Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers.